Hello there. I want to record a podcast. Hopefully, you enjoy listening to it. Listen or don't. Make your choice. All right. Well, thank you, Jigsaw. (laughs) How was that for an intro? Anyway, hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Last week, I had the opportunity to check out two different movies in theaters. Both wound up being horror, which is perfectly fine because, as you guys know, I do love horror movies. I like good ones. I also enjoy the bad ones as well. Thankfully, the ones that I saw in theaters, which was Army of the Dead, if you haven't heard my episode on Army of the Dead, I suggest giving it a listen. That's actually hitting Netflix this Friday. We also had the release of Spiral which is a new entry in the Saw franchise. So I guess we might as well jump right into the episode. This is the 2021 Darren Lynn Boosman directed Spiral from the Book of Saw. First off, I want to say about the Saw franchise in general, I personally am a fan of it. There is a few entries that I did not really care for throughout the series' run, and that's Saw 4 as well as Saw 5. I didn't really care for where they went with the story. They also kind of felt pointless. But yet, since it's a continuing story, this was originally a series that was spread across seven movies. There's bound to be some that are not as good as others. However, if Saw 4 or 5 is your favorite one of the series, then by all means, it just didn't do much for me. We got a slight reboot continuation in 2017, that was just simply called Jigsaw. That is also the one in the series that I did not see. There was a couple reasons for that. For one, there was a lot going on in my life at the time, so I couldn't get to the theater to actually check that one out. The Saw series itself is one that I always wanted to see in theaters. I figured this was one of the ones that was in my era that I could go and see it from start to finish in theaters 100%. Sadly, Jigsaw, I didn't make it to it. The other thing about Jigsaw of why I didn't see it is because Saw 7 kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. I didn't really care for that one too much. It wasn't bad, but it didn't feel 100% satisfying. They did tie up most of the loose ends of the story in general. It's just, I don't know, it didn't feel 100% satisfying to me. Maybe I was going through... A fatigue in the series. I kind of don't believe that because I actually really enjoyed Saw 6. It was a movie that was written obviously in a hurry. They wrote these scripts and they were pumping out a new movie every year. Yet this script for Saw 6 was very relevant to things that were going on at the time with insurance company Greed with different insurance companies denying claims. How they worked that into the Saw series itself I thought was pretty brilliant. I think Saw 6 was definitely a movie for the time. I think I think that Spiral is definitely a movie that is relevant to the times that we are living in now. Let's not forget throughout the series, the original Saw film was a brilliant movie because I don't think anybody was really expecting the twist at the end of that movie. It was being hyped up on different horror movie websites as like a new 7 type of film. I can see that, and it definitely has a twist, just like 7 does. Saw goes and explains everything out to you, where 7, yes, it explains what is in the box, but it doesn't actually show you what's in the box. 
So really, both movies are very similar in some ways. However, the execution and style is completely different. The Saw franchise was originally not supposed to have as many movies in it as what it does. The original Saw film itself actually spawned from a student film from director James Wan. He went and turned it into a low-budget feature. It wound up spawning unintentionally nine movies. So on this ninth movie, known as Spiral from the Book of Saw, which is actually a strange title anyway, it's kind of funny though because when I went to see this at my local AMC, it said Spiral Saw. I also see that some things are just calling it Spiral. So I wonder if this is going to be one that they decide to change the title of it during its theatrical run or on its home release. We'll have to see on that one. Since Spiral is Saw 9, how does it stack up compared to the other ones? I would say it's actually a very good movie. I did like the fact that we had Chris Rock here in the lead role. He did a very good job overall. It's good to see that they allowed him to have a little bit of humor. But his role is very subdued. I actually wish we would have gotten more out of his character. Of course, that would have inflated the runtime a little bit. This movie really is cut and trimmed to the point of we get exactly what we need. We don't get extra character exposition. We have some of that, sure. The character that Chris Rock is playing, Detective Zeke Banks, has a little bit more to his backstory. Again, we get exactly what we need, but I would have liked to have known more about him. Continuing with the other heavy hitter that we have here, we have Samuel L. Jackson. We have Sam Jackson here as Chris Rock's father, who is a former police chief himself. That right there was enough for me to be interested. For one, I do like Chris Rock and Sam Jackson. Having both of them here in the film, as well as Chris Rock providing story credit I imagine he probably did some rewrites on the script for his dialogue too. He isn't credited with doing the script, but he does have the story credit and his producer. So I was really expecting there to be a less traditional Saw film. Yes, we did get a movie that is more of a police procedural, but we really did get that from some of the other films. As different as what Spiral aspires to be, it still can't help but feel like more of the same. It does feel different overall, and that's thanks to a different direction from director Darren Lynn Boosman. He's the Saw director that has the most films under his belt. He did Saw 2, 3, and 4. So with him going and directing this one, I had very high expectations just based off of some of the previous work being familiar with the franchise. I also felt like he would want to mix it up a little bit more. He didn't want to come back for this movie. Chris Rock actually convinced him to come back. I think it was a good thing it worked out in the movie's favor because everything is handled pretty well. It just doesn't do anything new. As far as the direction goes, I think it's a good thing that Darren Lynn Boosman did not rely on a lot of the jump cuts, jump edits that Saw is really known for. We get a little bit of that here, but it's very subdued. A lot of the kills in this movie are simpler. We do get some of the crazy machinery things, which I think it's good that they kind of stepped away from that because when I think of Saw, I think of these giant machines that were 
designed to just simply kill and rip a person to shreds and it's very unrealistic. If anything, this movie has a more grounded approach, which I appreciate. It's more of a similar idea to the first film. As a matter of fact, one of the scenes that made me smile was the callback to the first movie. It was well done and gave me that sense of nostalgia for the series itself. I kind of missed the Saw series and I didn't realize how much I did up until that moment. In thinking about it, I don't know if I would want to see all the fantastic killing devices go away completely. I just think that it was probably a wise move here to simplify it a little bit. It's one of the things I always thought about in the series. How in the world do they get the time to build these machines? How did they get to be such wonderful engineers that they can create such a device? The machines are so elaborate and rely on so many different things to torture these people that in the eyes of Jigsaw and the various other killers that have arrived throughout the series deserve to be tortured in that way. I guess that's one way that we could consider Spiral being different compared to the other Saw films. As I stated earlier, this is a movie that is very much for the times today. It's a movie that involves corrupt police officers not really getting punished. So the whole idea with defunding the police and all the police violence, along with the police just straight up shooting and killing people, that's something that's explored here. I appreciate that the film did this. It didn't go so far to be a woke tale as far as racism or anything like that it is slightly present however it never really goes into the theme of racism and cops killing people of color i think it wisely shows and explains how something like that can happen with excessive police brutality or simply killing people for no good reason no it's not making an excuse for anything that happened because we all know that things get taken way too far but it does explore that of maybe it's not necessarily just the person. It might be something that comes passed down the line from the superiors. I think it's great that they made it a point to show that Chris Rock's character there was actually a good cop. He seemed like he was a by-the-books cop that just simply wanted to do the right thing. We're never actually given any reason to not believe that he's not a great cop. As far as all the different kills in the movie, I think this movie is simple compared to the other ones. A lot of the stuff is shown off screen. We don't get a whole lot of blood and gore while it's going on. There's a couple of nasty moments for sure. The movie itself never really approaches anything beyond an R rating in my opinion. I know that director Darren Lynn Boosman went and said that the movie itself was an NC-17. They were really having problems with this one. And he said that it was one of the more tame ones. I think I agree with that. The movie didn't really make me cringe at all. The Saw films never really did make me cringe too much. But yeah, it wasn't that bad as far as the violence and gore. Do I need excessive blood and gore in a Saw film? Definitely not. I think the series probably needs it because it's what we expect. It's a pretty tame affair overall. The last thing I want to talk about here is the fact that the movie does have a twist. The Saw films are known for their twist endings. This one is no exception. The problem with it is you're probably going to see the twist coming from a mile away. When we do finally get the big reveal at the end of the movie, 
it's not really a surprise. I wasn't surprised. I wasn't really trying to guess it, but I'm going to tell you, it was pretty easy to guess. Maybe I just have seen too many films. As far as twist endings in the Saw franchise, it's probably one of the weaker ones in my opinion. Overall, this is a movie that I say is just merely good. The acting is strong across the board. It's a decently shot, decently made movie. It just never aspires to be completely different from what it wanted to be. They wanted to reinvent Saw. I don't know if that's possible. There's a lot of ingredients that are pretty much inherent to the series itself. I don't know if you can really change it too much, because if you do, then it's not going to be Saw. It'll be interesting to see where they go from here. I know there is another film already in development, so we'll just have to see. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can go ahead and drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. I do have a website if you need to catch up on past episodes. That is adamanalyzes.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, I would greatly appreciate it for one if you would tell your friends. Or another, if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as create new content. Plus, I simply love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night.